We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events. We're always writing articles. But when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy, soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, riding solo today. Old man Andreas Hale is out covering a film festival. Um, you know, he's doing his thing, journalism stuff, doing interviews, chopping it up, making moves. But you know what that means? It leaves me here by myself and I get to run the show. One word, lawless, this episode. Don't worry, still no goddamn Kel moments besides what Andres might say next week or, you know, some people may think, I got this. So just spend a good hour with me uh, right before I jumped on the show and started recording, I sent out a message to Twitter. I was like, all right, cool. You know what? Let me see if anyone, any one of the listeners want to jump on the show with me. So at any given moment in time, 
I will be inviting people on to talk the stuff that I want to talk about on this show. This is the kind of stuff that happens when Andreas goes and lets me loose. So let's enjoy it. Where do we start first? Uh, where else would we start? Enzo Amore is gonzo. Happened that fast. It, it, you looked up. He was getting ready for a big weekend, a big Raw 25 show where he had to have had a prominent spot on it, being the catalyst for 205 Live, going in, about to defend his belt against Cedric Alexander at Royal Rumble, and it all comes to a halt because he's the latest person we see caught up in, in scandal revolving around the sexual abuse or rape of a young woman. So she claims that in Arizona, the two of them hooked up. She had said no multiple times. She said him and his posse or friends or it's some chick. I don't know if she's like a makeup artist or a singer. She She's known for some reason. Got this girl, the accuser, and said, hey, do you want to hook up with my famous friend? He happens to be Enzo Amore. She said Enzo was being very Enzo-like, saying some random craziness to her. And they got her drunk. She says off of Coke and weed and some more stuff. She, One article I read, they said that she might have thought the Coke was laced with meth. or I, I don't know how any of that works. She said she was almost incoherent. And Enzo was bragging about him uh, going to rape her. Like that, That's pretty much, I can't sugarcoat it. He said, and he was proud of the fact that he finally gets to rape a woman. Um, this is what came out of her mouth. Obviously, she took it to social media, and it was immediately guilty, guilty, guilty. So we, we didn't let the thing play out. Uh, court of public opinion judged him as guilty. Then more info started coming out. The WWE suspended him. Okay, when you're in scandal, that happens. But the surprise came on Monday when that suspension turned into parting ways with Enzo Amore. Not wishing him better in future endeavors. Nothing like that. They even people like Hulk Hogan who come out and say racist, blatantly racist shit got. No, Enzo was like, peace. Hit the door. You're out. They damn near threw him out the crib like Jazzy Jeff. No friendliness. No nothing. And it comes, you know, the reports start coming out about that. And Enzo never told them about the investigation. And he's known about it. And that's where the problem lies. You can't hide you can't hide things like this from your employer. You just got to be honest. And Enzo is Enzo through and through. You think he plays a con man on TV and that's it? Like Enzo hit it. He thought nothing was bigger than Enzo Amore. Everything could happen to someone else but not him. And the WWE reports of him being on thin ice since the summer uh, were surfacing and running around. And lo and behold... This was the straw that broke the camel's back. This was it. Everyone had enough of Enzo Amore in the building. Vince was reportedly heated, especially that comes out before one of his biggest shows of the year. And that was the end of Enzo. Uh, Enzo's Dunzo, as his finisher said. So no clue where he goes from this. You guys can read up on the internets about all of the craziness that has gone on since between him and the woman. And People coming through and saying she knew what she was doing and the accusations are false. And listen, I'm not here to be judge, jury, and executioner for Enzo Amore. I'm here to say Enzo Amore is dumb. And he's guilty of that. He's dumb for hiding it. He's dumb for being in that position. He's dumb for thinking that he was untouchable because no one's untouchable. 
205 Live champion, carrying a brand, touring, whatever you may feel. You know, all the sponsorships, champs, free sneakers. He's on complex sneaker shopping and he thinks he's bigger than life. He has all these friends who are rappers and singers and he gets to go to clubs. That's gone in a day. Enzo Amore is now Johnny Manziel. This is what happens when the fame stops. There's no more Drake. There's no more Wale Mania for Enzo. No more appearances on Peter Rosenberg spitting whack freestyles. It all stops now. Off of something that could have been avoided by just telling your employer that it wasn't real. Does it set back his career two or three months? Probably. Maybe he's not 205 Live champ. Maybe he has to wait it out. But he has a job a year from now. And he didn't see past the right now. Which is a huge problem. But that's Enzo Amore. He lives in the moment. And all of that combined got him a one-way ticket out of the WWE. So all that stuff came out this week. And it goes to show, like, we've talked about, you know, the women's movement, the women's march. That was one of my favorite parts of last year when we did our recap show. We really haven't talked too much about, you know, these sexual abuse allegations. Last week we did touch on, you know, women not getting paid the same and the pay scale thing. It's crazy to see everything come to light and like Andreas says everything's going to come out a lot of people aren't going to be squeaky clean but it's going to clean up everything because right now it's a purge of all industries it's not just actors we saw Russell Simmons go down Uncle Russ it's happening to everybody in any industry if you've done something if you're accused of something it is coming out and it'll see the light of day and it has me thinking like how, how crazy stuff can just go wrong so fast for someone. And we've seen people let go. We've seen people do dumb things. We look at Rich Swan, who's still suspended because he might have had a domestic violence incident with his wife in a car. They're letting that legal process play out. Um, but they found out right away. Jay Uso, arrested for DUI just a couple weeks ago. He's back on Raw. Or SmackDown or wherever he was. He was on Raw 25 this week. He's defending his belt. You just have to know that you're not bigger than the machine. And Enzo forgot that. The biggest problem you can have in the WWE is thinking that you're bigger than Vince McMahon. Because no one, no one in that company is bigger than Vincent K. McMahon. Enzo found that out quick. So his day is done. That's the opening of our show. It's time for us to talk about Raw 25, though. Raw 25, a lot of people are disappointed. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed in it. I had better expectations, but in the end, it was okay. The nostalgia delivered. Did I want more of a build toward the Rumble? Sure. Did I want some stuff leading to WrestleMania? Of course. Did they give any of that? No. Did I pay $400 for a ticket to sit in Manhattan and watch a match and a half? No. So I'm not disappointed. Those people can be disappointed. Those people can boo. They got jobbed out of that money. Me? Nah, I'm alright. I watched it from home. The comfort of my TV. Chilling. Having a beer in hand. You know, a nice uh, Steve Weiser, as it is. Watch the nostalgia come out. I thought the open was great. Stone Cold, Vince McMahon. Stunners to him and Shane, 
that felt as close as we we're going to get to that 97, 98, 99. That atmosphere was just that electric. Stone Cold will forever have it. I'm not sure, outside of a CM Punk return that someone pointed out on Twitter, if we'll ever see a pop like we see for Stone Cold Steve Austin. To this day, anytime he comes out, as soon as we hear the glass shatter, everyone loses their mind. So that was a great way to open the show. I like the DX moment with the Bullet Club and the Two Sweet. People are so up in arms about it, and they're acting like Finn and Anderson didn't start the Bullet Club. Like, they weren't the two that started the Two Sweet again, that brought it back. I, I hate to break it to people, but it's not the Young Bucks. It's not Kenny Omega. Those guys were inducted into the Bullet Club. These guys started the Bullet Club. So they have all rights to Two Sweet Triple H, X-Pac, uh, the allegedly roided Billy Gunn, who looked like a monster. He looked like a, a pale Jinder Mahal. And... They all stood in the ring, HBK, looking like your uncle who comes and he's washed up, but he still thinks he can play with a little bit of ball. He still got it. Looking like that in the ring, he had to keep the bandana on because, you know, the hairline's a little iffy. It's okay. Still got more hair than Baron Corbin. And they all come out and it's a great moment. Did we need the revival taking the squash? Probably not. But it fits their character. And it was funny, and they rather be on Raw 25 than not be on Raw 25. So if that's the role you have to do for right now, cool. They'll have their time. This didn't kill them. It didn't bury them. They'll be fine. Them and Gallows and Anderson will have a great feud later this year. Probably right after Mania. Probably for the tag titles. This didn't hurt them at all. Some people are just way too uptight. And I can say these things. Because old man Andres isn't here. You know when, when Andres is here, he's always coming back with something right here. He'll tell me I was crazy or it was a horrible show. It was okay. It had its moments. The APA segments were cool with Dana Brooke and Titus Worldwide. Those were funny, and she's back there crunching numbers. Uh, the boogeyman spot was funny, eating the worms. It, it, was, it was good. Brother Love came out as red as ever, just rosy in the cheeks. That was fun. The matches, not so great. Did I need Matt Hardy versus Wyatt in a four-minute match? No. But we'll get it again. People are overreacting to how bad it was. It was okay. Just take it for what it is. It's a week of wrestling. People don't understand that we have two days this entire week without wrestling from the WWE. We got time. Chill out. Enjoy it for what it was. It could have been better. Yes. They probably should have went back and forth in venues. Reports of them doing one hour in Manhattan... Two hours in Brooklyn would have been perfect. Just carry those through. When it went to Brooklyn, you could have gave those guys a 205 Live show. You could have gave them some cool dark matches. Don't worry about switching back and forth. No television stuff. You could have sent people who are already in Brooklyn, like the Miz did later, and shipped them to Manhattan to maybe wrestle a match or to speak in front of a crowd and cut promos. It would have been much better without the back and forth. Alas, they didn't do it that way. But outside of that, they got in the spots they need to get in. The Miz is champion, beating Roman Reigns. All is right in the world. And it's set up maybe two story angles for Mania. But that's cool. The rest will come from the Rumble. And that's what we need to do. Just wait on it, people. I'm not saying put all your faith blindly in Vincent K. McMahon. But just wait on it. Chill out. You'll be fine. So, as we go through Raw 25... We had D Taker came back 
to pretty much just retire again. I, I don't know what that speech was supposed to be, but it was like a second retirement. Uh, it was cool that he came out without the gloves and no hat because he obviously left those in the ring at Mania. So you can't come back wearing those things. It was just a second retirement for the nostalgia just to see the entrance one more time. All right. Um, that's pretty much the show. Oscar looked good. And she went over. She tossed uh, Sasha Banks out the ring. Tossed someone else out the ring, whoever else her partner was. That was cool. But that means Oscar's not winning this Rumble. That, that kind of breaks your heart because you know how it goes. That's how booking is. So expect someone else to win the Rumble. These might heat up the round and rousey nonsense that's been floating around. Maybe she does show up. Maybe Nia Jax wins it. And they continue that storyline with her and Alexa Bliss. She doesn't have Enzo to flirt with anymore. So she kind of needs a storyline. Uh, the only other thing, Elias going over John Cena. I was kind of like, this makes no sense. Even though I liked Elias' character. Uh, but him over Cena, I was like, this is weird. But someone pointed out, like, okay, that was probably what Samoa Joe was supposed to do. They just plugged Elias into the Samoa Joe role. I was like, okay. If this was Samoa Joe over Cena, build it up, I would have been super hyped. Injuries happen. You got to roll with the punches. So I understand why they did that. A lot of stuff just building up. A lot of surprises still to come for Royal Rumble. And I'd rather my surprises happen at the Rumble than happen on Monday Night Raw. But we got to stop the show for a second because someone called in. Jamarcus, a.k.a. Sirac Obama in the What's building. Happening? What up? What hey, up? It's hey, always... Man, this might be the coolest part of the podcast ever. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. It's always good talking on Twitter. But you know what? It's even better when you guys hop on chop it up uh we were talking right before we started recording dre's gonna kill me but it is what it is yeah man like you may never get to do the podcast solo ever again <laughs> listen if this is the only shot you gotta make the most of it i'm saying man i'm coming out here lawless right now i'm like steve <laughs> austin on raw i do whatever i want and hey, raw 25 was terrible <laughs> so i just okay so i just finished talking about that in the intro I said it wasn't that bad. People's expectations were just way too high for it. And then Maybe we forgot We forgot it's the WWE. And that could be true. But, man, like, other than the Austin segment at the beginning and the DX segment at the end, I don't even remember the middle part. That's true. Those are my two favorite segments. So in the middle somewhere, Asuka squashed every woman on the roster, which means she's not going to win the Rumble. And that's pretty much it that happened in the middle. Oh, Matt Hardy yeah. versus Wyatt. Yeah, and Matt lost for no reason. So now I have no reason to pay attention to this whole broken storyline. No, he had to lose. Because then you get the, the campaign joint like at his crib in North Carolina. He can't does, win because then it ends the feud. You got to lose does, and then he becomes fully woken. Does this end with Senior Benjamin? Because if it does, I'm out on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dilapidated boat, Senior Benjamin. All of that. Yeah, Vince is not letting them go in the river and do all that weird stuff. TNA oh, had. Yeah, he is. TNA was letting them be great. Nah, this is the key. Royal, not Royal Rumble, WrestleMania weekend. They get an hour on the pre-show. Vince is not giving Full Woken hour. Matt Hardy an hour on the pre-show. Full hour pre-taped Woken Matt Hardy with the, with the little flying robot. Everything on the pre-show. Hardy versus Wyatt. Last yeah, year, guy, but this is why Dre don't let you do the podcast alone. <laughs> Last year, he gave Bray Wyatt a spot in a crazy house in Detroit, Michigan. But that wasn't WrestleMania. It wasn't WrestleMania, but it was on a main card. 
I think that I was like one of them though. ridiculous like fast lane pay per views or something. Not you're not getting an hour on. Mania. <laughs> they can't get a pre show. See, I'm not even talking real mania. Like a pre show, it's two hours long. You're not getting that in mania weekend. I don't care if it was the Friday <laughs> before NXT. You're not getting an hour at the Hardy Compound. It don't cost nothing. It's on the network. Listen, man, Vince needs to. He needs to book it. He needs to let Hardy be Hardy. Good luck with that. that that's <laughs> going right next to this Jason Jordan push. Two things I can do without. Oh, hating on Jason Jordan. That's good because you know we don't like him either. Man, I'm and like you realize this is Rollins Jordan WrestleMania for no reason. I would agree with you, and that would upset me. Except that I think that might be the Elimination Chamber match, and we saw Rollins versus or he faced off after the cameras went black against the Miz. Talked about the IC Championship. So unless this is all one big angle to get Jason Jordan the IC title, I don't understand it. If, if we cut Jason Jordan out of it, it'd be perfect. Yeah, I could do it without Jason Jordan. Like he's a terrible Dean Ambrose replacement. First off, and like, I just can't give it the character. But at some point, he's got an Olympic Slam. Kurt, or none of this matters. Yeah, yeah, he has to go heel, and his finisher has to be the Olympic Slam, or he has to make Kurt tap to the ankle lock. I need something. It, if he makes tap, Kurt tap to the ankle lock, I'll be okay with this whole Jason Jordan push. But if it ends any other way, I'm done with it. Because <laughs> he'll general manager Kurt pushing his son Dixie Carter EC3 style also could work here. That's true. But Kurt's not going heel. I don't know. He'll, he'll Kurt just because Vince thinks y'all know what y'all are doing. He'll Kurt could catch everybody off guard. Then you can't have heel Triple H because Kurt and Triple H still got beef. I still think they wrestle that main there's no way we get in Triple H and who's watching it? Listen, we saw Triple H and Sting. And Sting had like four strands of hair left. You remember WrestleMania in Dallas? I was there. I was there too. I was about 11 rows behind you. Yeah. Do you remember the crowd <laughs> during Reigns Triple H? It's going to be way worse if we're watching Angle Triple H. All right, but that closed the show. If we could put it on first, I'm all right with that. What are we going to make feel better? We're still going to get Rock... Uh, Reigns and Brock, so we can't have all these terrible matches. Yeah. Mania is the we're, coronation we're of the Bullet Club. We're stuck with Reigns Club. and Brock. We're stuck with that. Yeah. That, I, I'm I hoping wish, I wish Finn would get the push. But if Finn wins at Rumble, we'll talk about this. If Finn wins at Rumble, then I think he does the, the switcheroo and challenges AJ. I think that waits because you he can't do the switcheroo without Gallows and Anderson at this no, point. No, they all do the switcheroo. I'm good with that. We take the titles off the Usos and the Battle Club run SmackDown. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yo, I'm, listen, sign me up. That's what it got to yeah. be. At this point, if you're not Braun Strowman strong or 260 pounds, you can't be on Raw. Because there's no I'm with place that. for you. You can swap him with the guy losing his hair, uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Big bald wolf. Yeah. Quick swap. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Like We can switch that out and I'm good with it. All right, Jamarcus, before we get into our Rumble predictions... Got Eric on the line. Had to bring Eric in. Eric, what's up? Thanks for joining us. What's going us. on? Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Always nice to bring the Corner Club on before uh, Dre kills me this week. But it's all good. <laughs> He's not back until Sunday. I get to live long enough to see Nakamura ridden the Rumble. <laughs> oh, hold on. I can't. I gave my spoiler away. Look at that. Barry oh, the lead. Yeah, hold on. Totally hold gave on. it away. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> you know who my pick is to win the Rumble? I'm not giving up on this AJ Styles Nakamura fantasy that I had. Who do you guys think are winning the Rumble? I'm going with the Ballot Club. I got Finn. It's not bad. He got to cheat. I mean, he better go heel. If he wins, he better yeah, go heel. Yeah, oh, yeah, I feel like it's almost finger poke of doom style 
one member of the club just jumps out of the ring. Oh, I'm not mad <laughs> at that. Just sacrificed himself. That's what I was yeah, saying. Anderson just sacrificed. sacrificed himself. Yep. All right, I'm down with that. Eric, who do you have winning? You know, I'm with you, Kel. I got Knock going. Ah, yeah. I'm with. I need. I need Knock to win. I need him to do something because him just taking like, RKO's is bad. Yeah, because he took a nice one last night, though. <laughs> it like the fit like the Philly crowd. I'm like from the Philly area here, and that Philly crowd. If Knock wins, it's going to be a pop, and like it's going to be a lot better than having Roman win again, or. Y'all got to let Wrestle Kingdom in. 10 go. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No. Yeah, I have not going. All right. How crazy is it? Because it's very possible. We know the matches on Mania. How crazy is it that Roman Reigns wins again? And Vince just says, F you to everybody in attendance. Boom again. I don't care. Roman See? wins again, and he eliminates... Finn Balor to win, or he eliminates Braun Strowman oh. to win, or just someone like that. And Vince just says, "The hell with you. This is my guy, and take it." I can't. <laughs> For some reason, I can't. I like. I can see that definitely happening. It's but so break your heart. I, I feel like there's. I feel like there's. There's something with Roman with the whole steroid allegation thing going on, and him. Him losing the Miz, like maybe Roman might be going on a little break here. <laughs> we can only hope Roman wins. It only sets up Roman. If Finn wins, we could set up Roman Brock some other way, and we just get Finn to win. We move Finn to SmackDown. He goes after AJ. But if Roman wins, it only sets up Roman. Roman eliminated by Finn gives us the storyline of well, I was the last Raw guy. That makes sense, and, and you would think. Right. You know, Finn, the spectacle of, okay, I go against Brock, but the turn of, no, you know what, I eliminate Roman, I'll let him have Brock, I'm going after AJ, mm-hmm. and Roman being the second to last guy kind of puts him in that position to go against Brock. And that's why I think that the Finn turn is so perfect, because you have Elimination Chamber, right? And you mm-hmm. don't want to put the belt on the line at Elimination Chamber. So what are they fighting for? If Finn wins the Rumble and takes his talents to SmackDown, now you need a number one contender. The yep. Elimination Chamber is now the number one contender match. And you put Strowman in there. You put Reigns in there. You put Rollins. You put Jason Jordan. And you say these you know, six guys, maybe you're returning Samoa Joe. You put these guys in there and you say they're fighting for the chance to fight Brock. Because Finn bounced. And you could do the same. You could do the same if Knock wins, and that's why people think a SmackDown person is going to win. I need a percentage, though. I need a number from both of y'all right now. Percent (sighs) chance, and it could be zero, but we got to mark out that Daniel Bryan enters at thirty and wins this. Do the bed nods still have Bryan entering this Rumble? And what's your percentage? Just uh, eighty percent. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going. I'm going seventy, seventy percent. Seventy. Okay, so <laughs> because because I have I have I have faith that they that he that they could put him in there, but then it's WWE, and you know how they are sometimes. Like you're just like okay. <laughs> yeah, the stare down with know. me is the stare down with me has got me on Monday. 
he's got to be returning. Yeah. I thought the same thing, right? Like when when they when he comes out, but would he return just to face the Miz? Could you can you risk that again? The I, last time he returned, I, he got the IC title. He was gone in a month. I can see it. Ha- I can see it happening just because of that storyline. Oh, it's so Miz, long in the like, making, but I feel like Brian has to come back for a title. Yeah, because Miz. Mm-hmm. Miz Daniel Bryan sounds a lot better than Shane Daniel Bryan, and I, I trust the, I trust the Miz more to protect him than I do Shane McMahon. Well, that's my I trust AJ Styles a lot to protect him. So if you even throw Daniel Bryan in there at thirty, he doesn't take a bump and he just eliminates people. He has two more months to work into shape against the best wrestler and the safest wrestler on the roster. Yeah, it means we're keeping him away from Rollins. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, nowhere near Seth Rollins. <laughs> we can't. We can't do it. He wouldn't make it two weeks. Um, no, but I, I think that's the case. You know, you can't take a Styles Clash, obviously, because that would be yeah. the end of it. But you know, maybe a f- phenomenal forearm to build. I, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan come back just to face Shane McMahon. Yeah, or the yeah. Miz feud might be cool, but I don't need another IC champion, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. If he comes back, it's for the main title. Because this might be his last match. Or it might be, you know, his second or third last match. You just never know. Yeah. So it's it's always tough. There's another rumble to talk about. We focus, we just <laughs> we just zoned in on the men's rumble. Like there was nothing else. But before before we go to this next rumble, out of left field, how crazy would it be? We they they bring Jericho in the rumble and Omega comes out. Contract signed. Not even gonna play with that in my mind. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, I can't even. I can't even imagine that. Um, that'd be crazy. Uh, there's once again, it's all reports, right? People say that he's signed to New Japan again, but don't we do don't this. know. Um, for all purposes, being the elite in the Bullet Club for the past two weeks haven't shown him at all. We've had Cody, the Young Bucks. And we've had the villain. He's been yeah. absent. So it fuels the rumors. But Kenny Omega played us like that last year. And we got we got Jericho wearing his Omega Alpha Omega shirt on Raw. Which is fire. <laughs> Jericho could do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. At this point. He's going to take the list to New Japan next. He, he could do whatever he wants anywhere. He's, he has his own damn boat. He's throwing his own show. Uh, Jericho's untouchable. He's, oh, man. It's hard to say, but he might be the most over guy in all of professional wrestling. Is you, Jericho the GOAT? The uh, GOAT? No, no. I don't know about this. That's my thing. question. No, but, I mean, Jericho's been in my top five. Like, pure wrestlers, not like, you know, nostalgia, not full career, you know, yeah. Stone Cold, all this guy. But pure wrestlers, their career, my favorites, Jericho has been in my top five. He, he's now just nudging Eddie Guerrero out, which is hard to mm. say. Ooh. That's hard to say, but yeah. But when you go HBK, Bret Hart, uh, Chris Benoit, then we're we're getting into the realm of the Jerichos, the Kurt Angle, and you then you have Eddie Guerrero, right? Like those those are my five or six, yeah. and he's starting to nudge people just off a of character alone. And then you got a guy like AJ Styles, where by the end of it, I got to put him somewhere. Yeah. 
and it's not over yet, but it's, you know, he's not young. So it, it's not hard to start talking, like, maybe top 10 technical, just all-around wrestlers. Um, so Jericho's up there, though, man. He's had three different phases of his career. Like, legit yeah. phases of a career. So I just hope it'd be cool to see him in the Rumble. Let's just get him in the yeah. Rumble. And then he can get eliminated or whatever and, and go on about his way. I, I would even like just a New Japan Kenny Omega promo to play while he's in the ring. Oh, man. Get him distracted and then have man. him thrown out. <laughs> or Naito one. Like, now I think he's feuding with Naito next. Oh, yeah, Naito. Just have Naito show up on the screen with the eye, doing man. the eye joint. He gets distracted and throws his ass over the ring. That's Why y'all great. getting everybody's hopes up? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, man. Vince is busy with the XFL. Anything can happen. He's not even watching intently anymore. We just sneak shit under him. While he's busy with, with other ventures. Um, Vince is not falling for this. <laughs> worst comes to worst, Vince is just at home pissed. Like, he can't do anything. Like, what is he honestly going to do? So, I mean, I, I think we could get one over on Vince if there's a time. This is the time to do it. Uh, yeah. Who's winning the women's rumble, man? Like, let's talk about the women. The women need love, too. Um, it's going to be interesting. I can say that Oscar's not winning it. So the question here, is it a loss on Oscar's record if she does not win the rumble? No, she's lost tag matches before um, in NXT. She's lost a triple threat where she wasn't pinned. Okay, cool. So Oscar's not winning the Rumble then. I just need to make sure we're not going to count it as No, no, no. It's only like one-on-one. I think you have to lose by pinfall or submission for it to actually count as a loss to her. Nia Jax. Oof. We get the total Divas Mm. playoff, and we get Bliss Jack WrestleMania. But how do we do that now that Enzo's gone? Because wasn't Enzo the heat? The Enzo was the heat between them. Yeah, but that belt still makes heat too. It's hard to put Oscar on the back burner. Eric, who do you have with? Well, I'm about to have a goddamn it tell moment. Yeah. Oh, I'm going. I'm going Ronda Rousey. Oh, that's a strong <laughs> pick. <laughs> I I'm going Ronda Rousey. Rousey's not in the rumble. When, when does she enter? If you're picking Ronda, when does she enter? You, you got to bring her in she's like 29, 30. She's coming in last. Okay. She's coming in last at least. All right. If I, I'll tell you this, if Ronda enters, and this is how we'll know if Ronda enters the Rumble, if somehow Charlotte, and I thought it would happen last night, if Charlotte's in the Rumble, because as champion you really shouldn't be, but it's like the nostalgia of it or whatever, if like a Charlotte or someone like that is in the Rumble. Charlotte or Stephanie McMahon is in the Rumble 28-29, Ronda's coming out. Because yeah. you have to build the feud. You can't just and have that's her that's why win. I got Nia to win. <laughs> if because Nia wins, Ronda won. might choke her out. Of, I think you have to do Ronda versus Charlotte, though. No matter how you get yeah. there. Which okay, is, which I is weird that, yeah. because Charlotte is on the AKA B brand. So... If she's on the B show, you're not going to put Ronda on SmackDown every week. Ronda's a raw talent. Which yeah. is why we may hide her on SmackDown. No, I don't. That's it's weird to do that build on SmackDown. Somehow you have to have Ronda on Monday Night Raw every week because that's your A show. It's your biggest show. You got three hours and you got to build her up. 
And I don't want to believe, I refuse, refuse, refuse to believe that Ronda Rousey wins the Rumble, Asuka wins the title at the next pay-per-view, and she ends Asuka's streak. I refuse. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Asuka's got to make her tap to the armbar. That, now, that's still But Ronda Rousey's not losing her first match. She's lost enough in the UFC. They got to <laughs> get her on some type of winning streak here uh, to, to solidify the character. And Asuka has to lose sooner or later. So do they use her as a tool for Rousey to beat? That's, that's You can't beat Asuka to Rousey. I don't know. Sooner or later, they're going to feed her to someone, right? It can't be Ronda Rousey. You got to feed her to Charlotte. Yeah, I'm not mad at that because Charlotte could lose. Then Ronda is champion. and uh, it gets a little weird, but it's the inevitable. I just don't know if you see it at Rumble. I'm picking Sasha Banks to win. And... No, this isn't bias. It's not because uh, you know, I say uh, that she's total bias. I was just, shaking, I was just shaking my head over here, but okay. <laughs> that means your second pick to win is JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, has been in a aforementioned bay. You know, we talk about her frequently on the podcast, but no, I really think that she goes on. I think Oscar wins the title, and I think you have to get Oscar versus Sasha Banks at Mania because it's the best quality match you can have in a women's division. I think those two have the capability of stealing the show. Whatever Sasha did against Bailey, imagine that times three on what she could produce with Oscar. What she did to Paige has to factor in, and I don't think she's getting the headline spot at WrestleMania for it. Oh, that was an accident. And Oscar eliminating <laughs> Sasha Banks last is poignant. So if Sasha throws Oscar over, and they're the last two, it's like, oh, got you, payback from Monday Night Raw starting the feud. Just don't think we're getting Sasha in a prominent spot this WrestleMania. You gotta let Bay live. You're killing me right now. You gotta let. I'm agreeing. This is gonna be yeah. my Bay, and it's gonna be Nia Jax. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nia is the sneaky Bay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just ah oh man, any anyone but Rousey. Can we start that hashtag? Yes. Is it, too early? it can't be too early, right? Anyone but Rousey at this point, and we just gotta go with it. I can't. I can't take it. I'm tired Absolutely. of, we already kind of have the stupid nostalgia matches planned out for Mania. We thought we were going to get another one with Cena Taker. That didn't pan out. Looks like Taker is really retired. But I'm we, still not sure what he said in that promo. I'm st- yeah, I was just about to say, I'm, I'm so <laughs> confused what this guy said. <laughs> I, I don't know either, but I feel like it was a second <laughs> retirement. It was like, just in case you didn't understand just him laying his gloves down in the ring with the hat. Just in case I got to verbalize that and show you that I'm an old-ass 50-year-old man that is losing my faculties because I can't speak anymore. Please let me go. Like, he's at that point. He had to just remind people, like, yo, let me go. I can't even put together a promo. Let me die. While people chant one more match. (laughs) I was so confused. The hat and the gloves made perfect sense. That speech, I'm like, so... I watched it back six times and I still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I somebody was buried and they weren't coming back, but he, it was a confusing speech. Um, let's go through the other matches real quick. Usos versus Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin, which they need a team name, by the way. American Alpha 2.0 can't stick. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say Usos keep the titles. Why not? I agree with you. Uh-uh. We're taking them off for the DUI. There will be a little punishment for that DUI. It's not getting swept under the rug. American Alpha 2.0. Yeah, they just didn't mention that, huh? It might be the slow, yeah, like, the slow it, punishment. It, 
yeah, it's got to be a quiet punishment. They'll take the belt off for him for a month. They'll have it back by Mania time. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. They have to go into Mania with it because I, I don't think American Alpha 2.0 can carry. I, they can't carry a storyline unless you have a heel faction ready to come in. I don't think the Bludgeon Brothers are that. I don't think they're ready to really hold the titles. Then I don't know what you do unless somehow you want to get the belts on, you know, the new day going into Mania again. But because I can't believe they don't wrestle at this Mania after not wrestling at the last one. Yo, they were good MCs though. So they maybe, were. Maybe that's their new role day. moving forward. New Day's got to wrestle at Mania, so we're we're getting New Day Uso run back at Mania for the eighth time. But you know what? They've been good the entire way, so I'm not mad at that. Yeah, um, I can't be mad at that. Let's see. We have Rollins and Jason Jordan versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh man, Eric, go first. You got uh, man, I want to say, I want to say, um, Cesaro and Sheamus take the titles back. Just. For the sake of, I'm I'm not a fan of Jason Jordan. <laughs> no one is. I'm, just... not a, I'm not a fan of this guy. Okay, just to be honest, here we go. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. Like, just I don't want him around. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nowhere for him to go. He was perfect in American Alpha. They were perfect. <laughs> they were fine. I don't understand. And then the whole being Kirk's son thing, we can't do it. Yeah. Like somehow yeah. we got to have like Miss TV turn into the Maury Show. Say, you know, you are not the father. <laughs> and we just have him turn on Angle out of a fit of rage. Yeah. Yeah, so that... Oh, I, I agree with you, though. I, I think I think they lose... Um, such a weird... It's such a weird pairing to me. Yeah, with, and with you know, Rollins kicking him in the face last week or kneeing him yeah. in the face. And then you got to turn... Uh, I, I want to see Rollins versus Miz, but uh, we talked about this earlier before you came on, Eric. I, I feel like all this is really just building to give Jason Jordan an intercontinental title. And we have Rollins, Miz, Jason Jordan at Mania. I can see that happening. And that's horrible. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, Jamarcus, who you got in that one? All right, so that me and your conversation earlier, we got to split Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins up. So we don't just set the bar, we are the bar. bar. And the bar is dope. They've grown on me. I didn't understand that at first with that like seven-match challenge or whatever. <laughs> But this is this is the best work of Sheamus' career. And Cesaro finally has a character. Yep. Yep. So so that's great. And once again, they have a team name. I'm I'm all for just tag teams having names. I, I like <laughs> those days. And they're so in sync with their entrance and <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. With the under the arm thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they made the most out of that. Let's see who else we have on this card. I feel like we actually don't even have that many bashes. Which With two crazy. rumbles, you couldn't. Yeah, that's true. Kind of mm. pigeonholed you. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, I'll go first. AJ Styles wins and retains. Kevin Owens turns on Sami Zayn. Because Sami's been picking up the pins. Owens hasn't pinned him yet. Sami will be on the brink of winning. And Kevin Owens will stop him. Styles will beat them because of that. And Owens and Sami Zayn somehow get a ladder match here in the near future. It is not time to break up Cammy just yet. Ooh. I'm going with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But which one? Only one of them called the belt. No, or are they no, going to be, be like co-champions? Co yeah, like we talked about last night. They'll be co-champions. We're going to have to make the title mean absolutely nothing. We'll have co-champions. Listen, if we have to have co-champions, those are the guys I want to be co-champions. 
because we can't build AJ Styles up so well that he beats both of them. I don't know. He has to be at Mania. He has to be in one of the headlining spots of Mania. So I don't care how you get there, but he has to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Jamarcus on this one. They're going to do co-champion. They're going to be co They're going to be co-champions, and then that's going to set up, and then there's going to be like an argument for a couple weeks, and it's going to set up AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Owens at Mania for the title. That would be awesome. I'm not mad at that. Um, if that's the case, and we also have like a, a weird Fatal Five way coming up at one of the pay per views where someone has to retain. I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, Sami Zayn taking the win tomorrow, or Owens taking the wins at, at Rumble, and then Sami Zayn winning it for those two at that Fatal Five Way, because mm-hmm. it's still their belt, and that's pretty cool. Yep. And then they keep arguing, but if we get that, it better be a damn ladder match. If we get those three <laughs> at Mania, yeah. it has to be a ladder match, and I want to see just death. I want to see the <laughs> top all ROH ladder matches that El Generico and Kevin Steen had. You, you just throw that could be match of the year just with those three names the ladder stipulation and 30 minutes and let them go gotta have 30 minutes though we gotta have time and vince cares the time i think they get the time but vince is probably an idiot and lets them open the show because he's scared to death mm. of what it means for roman versus uh versus brock because if you put that yep. on right before roman versus brock everyone's walking out yep so, Everybody got their money's worth. That's it. So you can't you They're can't gone. do it. Um, so that's that's weird right there. But I like the way you guys said it. You convinced me. All right, I'm over your side. Kevin Owens takes the win. Um, then we have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane. This is pretty easy for me to predict. I'll let you guys go. I want to say Braun. I want to say Braun, but it'll be Brock. <laughs> of course, we we know the I egg got game. Nothing else. <laughs> we know the egg game. Eric, are you with us? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm also with you, (laughs) Brock. Like, there's no, there's nothing else, right? Um, I'm going to say Kane takes the pin. Wild prediction. Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman wrecks everyone in this match, but at the end, uh, Kane and Lesnar work together to put Strowman through a table. Lesnar f fives Kane, wins the belt, keeps it. But what do we do with Braun at Mania? That is now the question. Um, and do you want the bad answer to this? Like, the shit that will break <laughs> the your heart? Giant battle royal? Uh, no, he's going to face Kane. And you keep it going. And no one cares. That, that's the bad answer to it. Um, the only other way to go... There, there's no other way to go. That's what am I saying? There's no other way to go. That's the only you, option. I... That or somehow, somehow, some way, we, we get Cena versus Strowman. But you still got to build to that. I think the Elias feud is a blow-off feud. Um, yeah. But I, I think yeah. we, we can get Cena versus Strowman, and Cena put Strowman over even more than he is right now. But they keep putting him over. Where are we going? Well, I mean, once Brock gives up the title to Roman Reigns... Then we can finally see the Roman uh, Strowman feud that should be, and it'll be a couple stipulations, and then Strowman takes it off Roman at SummerSlam ish. Around that, how dope would it be to see Roman? I I want to see Strowman win Money in the Bank, his big ass. 
Can- we ain't got no ladder big enough. <laughs> carry. I want to see him put two ladders side by side and have to use both of them to carry his big ass to the title or to the to the briefcase. Grab it, and he'd be the scariest man in the company when you know his ass can cash in at any single time. Roman Reigns will piss his pants because he will come out and just look at Roman. He will crush Roman and not even cash in. Just send a message and take the briefcase back out, and they'll build that all the way until next year's Mania. So we got to go Edge style here. I think it was Edge. We let someone else win the briefcase. Then they put the briefcase on the line against Strowman. Strowman's not winning it directly. I, I want to see him be- just wreck everyone. Have it be the biggest squash match ever. Like no one gets any <laughs> offense in. Strowman wrecks all five people in Money in the Bank. Walks up. Don't Listen, I don't want to see him run. I don't want to see him do nothing. I want to see them all on the floor outside of the ring. Him take his damn time. One step by one step by one step, climbing up that ladder to grab the briefcase. Kale's gonna bury five <laughs> rings. All five of them. I don't care All who it is. Five of them. All five of them. You name. Listen, I could bury the Miz. Throw him in there. What's Apollo Cruz doing? Throw him in there. It'll be Cruz. It'll be uh, Ty Dillinger, Bobby Roode. Like no, he's gonna destroy he gotta everything some, NXT ever listen, thought. He could crush some over Joe again. I, I love Joe, <laughs> but Joe gotta take the L for one night. Like, oh, have him just crush everyone that isn't Finn Balor, and then we're good. And then have him just stalk Roman for a year. He could crush Ambrose and Rollins. <laughs> they ain't doing shit. Listen, if it's just Rollins, Jason Jordan. In the name of Braun Strowman. That's it. Man. Rollins, Jason Jordan, Ambrose, uh, The Miz. We just need one more. Sorry, Samoa Joe, if that got to be you. If it's someone else, even better. Then just squash all of them, wrap them up. Ten minutes, ten minutes max. That's it. Crush them each one at a time. Leave them just laid out. This is it. I hope Vince calls you for this idea. They got to cut cut the check. This is how it should go. Uh, Brock Lesnar's leaving Rumble this weekend with the title. Uh, No, man, thanks. We went through the whole card. I enjoyed you guys being on. Eric? Uh, yes, Marcus, thank, thank you. you guys. Thank you guys. You know, spur of the moment, you guys cleared the schedule to be on the corner. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, next week, I hope you guys listen. Listen to this one. I hope I'm back next week. So it's always nice uh, <laughs> to see. Hey, Andre, let him come back one <laughs> time. Hey, real quick, give yo, the man a chance. Yeah, give a shout out. Plug the social media. Plug everything. Now I gotta give a shout out to my guy Errol Spence. Went to high school with him, man. The future. Oh, he it's is coming. number number yes. one at one forty-seven. I said it one oh, time. Yeah. Doesn't want that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> hey, but, hey, at Sirac underscore Obama, all the wrestling tweets. I'm here for it. Let's go, Eric. Plug your stuff. I am at that loser Eric on Twitter, and yeah, just hit me up. Wrestling stuff all day. Dope, dope. Once again, thanks you guys for joining us. But now we have to bring Ariel into the fold. Ariel, what up? Hey, hey, what's going on? It's always nice, you know, corner club in the building, giving our predictions. We just went over the Royal Rumble, but we can't just glance over your predictions. You're on the show. Who wins the men's Rumble this weekend? The king of strong style, the greatest IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. You can't see me. I'm throwing up knock hands right now. Oh, so am I. (laughs) All knock hands all day. That's what I'm talking about. That was my pick as well. Nakamura winning it. And Nakamura Styles at Mania, right? Nah. Um, 
Oh, I'm th- reading the tea. <laughs> no, I'm reading the tea leaves. I read probably too much into what Dave Meltzer's thinking and what other YouTube pundits are throwing about. It's probably going to be a triple threat match between Knock, Orton, and Styles. Oh, why do we got to put Orton in there? He kills it. I don't want him in there either. But <laughs> come on, come on, man. You know all those folks, those folks in, St- in Stanfield, Connecticut, Connecticut, get down. I don't, I also don't want to see Nakamura lose to Orton at Mania, so I would prefer that's the scenario. But ah, that hurts. And then if if we do that, then it's what Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Mania. Mm, nah, they, they'd have to turn I, on I, each I think, other. Nah, yeah, I think to milk that to SummerSlam. Like, look, I've, I I'm not even gonna front. If not for you and, and Andreas, I would not give a damn about WWE or wrestling in general. But y'all pulled me back in like Al Pacino <laughs> and Godfather. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Listen, it's a good time. Vince breaks our hearts still. But you know what? It's okay. The talent is at least there. At least we have the talent now in the company. Uh, who wins the Women's Rumble? Uh, is it confirmed that Ronda's in it or not? Nah? It is not, but she can be your pick. Listen, we talked about Daniel Bryan winning the regular Rumble earlier. You know what? You know, I'm going to have a, a goddamn Ariel moment. Ronda Rousey takes it. <laughs> All right. We just had uh, my boy Eric on. He said the same thing. He said, I'm going to have a goddamn Kel moment. Ronda Rousey takes it. I feel like sooner or later, that's just going to be the consensus. But then. Damn, hyperbole ain't dead. No, hyperbole how, ain't dead. How do you do that then? Because it has to be Rousey versus Charlotte. So how you do you get sure? her right? Because the four horsewomen thing, they met up around the the May Young Classic. They were talking trash. The only other alternative is Rousey to face Oscar, and Oscar has to be champion by then, and she ends the streak. Nah, man, you gotta. Oscar is something special. I think maybe I'm hoping against hope that I think Oscar's time to really get the strap is at SummerSlam. That's not bad. I'm not and once again she'll be undefeated until then. But with Ronda, I feel like she needs someone, one who can carry her. Alexa Bliss can't carry her. Yeah, so, but so you have Sasha, Becky, Charlotte. Small list of people who can carry her. Or you're gonna have a squash match. The, fam, they're, they're gonna Ronda's gonna get the jetpack of all jetpacks. She's gonna be 97, 98 Bill Goldberg. So expect <laughs> two minute classics. I'm sorry, 30 second classic, 30 second classics. My bad, my That's bad. That's it. I judo dead. Judo flip. Dead. Judo flip, arm bar, it's a wrap. Hit the music. Facts. Oh, that'd be ugly to watch at Mania. Ugly. Oh, that's... Hey man. I was there live when Daniel Bridge, Daniel Brown took a bro kick from Sheamus and ruined my WrestleMania experience. So oh. anything could happen. All bad. But you know what? I would have liked to see that WrestleMania. I was in the Dallas one, Triple H, Roman Reigns, closer. That was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't good. Just because. Like, My apologies on that one. Yeah. Like, how do you guys leave us on that note? Out of everything, that note, it, it was so ugly. Um, and, you know, hopefully we don't have to endure something like that this year because. Hopefully they've come to their senses, and if we get Nakamura versus Style, I don't care what they have; they can put on any other match. That's the match I'll go and watch. And nah, but what's? Nah, I, I hate to cut you off my bad, but what's I, kind of more important? Not as important as the match with Nakamura, but that entrance though. You might want to get that um, 
what's her name? The Queen of Strong Style. Yeah. And the homie who be doing these NXT entrances. You gotta get them both. You gotta get them to collab and woo. Yeah. I wanna see the Queen of Strong Style play his new Japan theme for a second, and then the new dude switch over and play his new theme. And he gotta come out with the with the crown. With the crown and, and the Michael Jackson jacket. Old oh, no, school see, new if Japan I see style. That, I'm going to end up fainting, popping, <laughs> um, catching Uriah Hall seizures, like all that. Yo, I'm telling you, I'm running around the block. I, I will miss the entire first five minutes of that match because I'm running out around the block yep. just humming the Diego, Nakamura theme song. Diego Sanchez, yes, cartwheels? Yeah. <laughs> the whole way. It'll look like Frank Yeager when he runs to the octagon. Full sprint all the Frank way around Max. the block. That, that'd be me. Um, all right, so that's Rumble real quick. I still have to go through NXT. So just give me quick predictions or who you think is going to win. A uh, couple matches on here. Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono. I think Velveteen Dream needs a win at a pay-per-view. Uh, he's deserved it. He's put on great matches, great character. I think he beats Ono because Ono's there for enhancement talent, and he's one hell of an enhancement talent. Nah, I can't, I'm going to keep it all the way booked with you. Ever since y'all did the um, uh, the breakdown of the review of that um, that match with Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black. I'm like, okay, who the hell is Velveteen Dream? I saw three highlight videos and the match itself on the network, and goddamn, that boy can go. He can go, and all he was missing was the character, and he got it now. Straight facts. He's like, he's like, I, I, I don't want to call him like the 2018 Rick Rude, but that boy is special, right? He's like Rick Rude with gold dust, with a little bit of Prince. Like, like, he's weird, but he's good, so yeah. it's okay. It's weird because it's not a character you would immediately attribute to a black wrestler. Nope. Right? Like, that, that's the most surprising aspect of it. Isn't the character in itself, because we've seen Goldust, um, even in ROH, we have uh, the Peacock, my boy in ROH, who's the champion right now, Dalton Castle, but we've never seen, like, this style of black character. Where you're nah. just you're you're outlandish, you're just flamboyant. You're you're not like no one knows what you are. Yes, sexual ambu, ambu ambiguity ambiguity. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Like you just you don't know what he's doing. Like it, it's amazing to watch, and for a black character, and so long we're just like, oh, can we get a black champion? Do they? You know, you can't be a a happy black champion. You can't be Apollo Crews, just smiling at people. I was going to say, like, you you know, like, I feel so bad. Like, I didn't know who he was until y'all hyped, y'all hyped him up a little bit. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, he has but talent in the ring, but he just, he can't, there's no character to him. And you uh, can be an angry, angry black guy, which has been tried, and we'll see how far that takes people. Or hey, man, first off, don't sleep on Ahmed Johnson, all right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, my brother. We can leave Ahmed right there back in the past. Um... Oh, that was he is the worst. So, you know, it's it's a new wave for a black character to have. I guess the New Day kind of flirt with being that kind of outlandish, but they do it in a comedic, funny way. Velveteen Dream doesn't like a serious. You're not exactly sure what the hell he's doing type of way. Nah, well, the New Day kind of like takes apart, like you know, like uh, Southern. Well, originally like Southern black gospel churches or what have you, and then they're a little bit more of a hip hop and nerd culture and you know yeah the grand base of us wrestling fans are nerdy as hell cannot yep. be helped and now, so the new day is now, all gamers we all love comics so yeah. 
They're now, kudos. They're now an HBCU gimmick. Facts. That's what they are. They're intelligent. They're nerds. They twerk. They dance. They snap on people and crack jokes. Their gimmick is now no longer church and gospel. It's HBCU. No, no stepping though. No, so, well, listen, that's the next. If they come out full on step show at Mania, tell me people wouldn't give a crazy pop. Um, with, with the canes? Wait, hold on. That, the, before I, I, I give it. Like, what, what, where's Mania going to be at this year? This year it's New Orleans. Ooh. Next year is between oh, they got, New York oh, and they gotta get Grambling. They got to get the, a Grambling fraternity out there and just do the goddamn thing. That's what I'm talking about, right? The whole band, the full-on marching band. All, all the trumpets. No <laughs> trump. Trumpets. Yes, all trump. Just Francesca 1 through 10. Straight facts. And the drum line. That's what we need to see this year. Um, yeah, I'm going with Velveteen Dream. Like I said, I like the character. He needs a win. This would be good for him. Uh, it'd actually be dope to see if, you know, because there's always an NXT guy in the Rumble. Usually they take the bigger guy. I would like for them to kind of give Velveteen Dreams a love. Just on a one night. Just to be like, yeah. so people are just like, who is this weird guy? Like, I think the character would translate. If he came out, like, you know, with the glasses, the three eyeglasses, like Prince. And you, you can only imagine what tights he would have on for the Rumble. That's going to be awesome. What if he came out or... with, like, Braun Strowman just on the crotch? Okay. You know what? Let's be optimistic here. Let's let's say he's going to have a good showing at the Rumble and not the 2011-2012 Bo Dallas. No, I mean, he gets eliminated in two minutes. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, they wouldn't give him a push at all in the Rumble. But, I, you know, just that, that pop. So people are like, ooh, give him some eyes, send him back down to NXT, let him run with it, you know? It just builds the, the focus and the character can steal eyes. I feel like if they bring out Killian Dane again... Or someone of that mold with no character necessarily, people be like, okay, it's another NXT guy. Fair point. And they'll be like, whatever. His character is polarizing. And I think he'd be great for like a surprise Rumble entry. Uh, Next match, though. So we're going from that to Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain. I think Undisputed Era wins again. Authors of Pain, I think, are main roster bound. I don't know how they stood down so long, except for their age. Akam and Rezar are 23 and 24. So yep. I guess you can't rush them to the main roster, but why not? They, they've done everything they have to do in NXT, and they're built for a struggling SmackDown roster that needs tag teams. Hey, man, AOP should probably go over, but they're going to leave soon because you got War Machine coming in coming in on deck. So oh, yeah, I figured yeah. give them a good, like, you know, send-off. So. No, that is true. War Machine kind of needs that spot, right? You can yep. only have so many monster heel tag teams. Um, no, that's very true. And you still have heavy, heavy machinery. Straight facts. Coming through. Uh, my boys, who should be tag team champions here by the summer. The Street Profits. With Montez Ford. What Next NXT show I'm going to, I'm getting the cup. I'm getting the cup. I'm, I'm filling it with some Henny. And I'm just going, doing the Montez Ford dance. God damn it, Cal. <laughs> That's that's my goal for the next NXT. Um, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. Ember Moon wins, even though she should move up to the main roster. But I think she wins, and they have some type of funky four-way at a Mania weekend where she drops the belt. I think Shayna Baszler is not ready. This is her first NXT match, I think. Maybe second. I know she's Ronda um, Rousey's best friend, but come on. I don't think they push it to the moon like that, like that. Uh, 
iffy. I believe in Ember Moon. She had some great matches with um Oscar last year. Uh, I gotta remember this is you know the WWE is doing things you know to promote their agenda, not what I want to see on TV. But I think Shayna's probably gonna get the rub and the win. And Shayna's good, by the way. Shayna can talk. The character is there. Um, on the indie, she was in PWG for a second. She always went to PWG shows. She she really worked the indies. She, you know, she didn't get the Rousey treatment. So she she has the character and the MMA background. You know, just helps the entering stuff and the learning. Curve. Not, she was a pretty decent interview on with the um, Ariel Hawani's of the world and stuff like that. So I know she can at least cut something on the mic when need be. So I, I'm not worried about that at all. But you know, she can fight. She can shoot. So yeah, that's that's the key. I just Ember Moon winning it and dropping it the next time out. That's just weird to me. So I think they gotta pump the brakes on Shayna a little bit. Um, but I, I like it. Maybe maybe Shayna gets disqualified. Boom. There you go. Let I'm get, all for it. Let's, you know, put a little bit of life into that feud. Or maybe just, you know, I, I don't want to hot try anybody. I wouldn't want somebody, Shayna Baszler, to be hot try to right now. Yeah. Like, um, it'd be great if Shayna lost, you know, somewhat clean to Ember. Ember celebrating. Shayna comes out, tries choking her out. And they just signed Candice LeRae, who is the easiest baby face to push in this world. And she comes and makes the save. And we have Baszler, Candice LeRae, Ember Moon program going into Mania. Damn, that sounds like a P, uh, PWG card already. Yeah, listen, indie talent is strong right now. Shimmer is just licking their lips. Shimmer is mad as hell right now. Like, listen, we put on promotions with all three of these women. Now people want to see them. So uh, <laughs> the, the indies are real. The indies are strong. And it's, it's nice to see that talent come into NXT before it gets ruined in the main roster. Uh, talking about NXT and not ruining people. We have Aleister Black versus Adam Cole, which should be the match of the night. Extreme Rules match, which means shenanigans. And Aleister Black will lose to Adam Cole, but only because Undisputed Era will interfere. But man, it's going to be one hell of a match before then. Nah, I can't even front. I didn't even know who Adam Cole was until like the last Wrestle Kingdom. I'm for it. I'm all about Adam Cole, baby. I'm for it. He's going over. Yeah, yeah. Adam Cole has to be champion soon. Like, he just looks natural with a strap. Yeah. Pause. He... <laughs> Word up. Nice one. <laughs> now, he's, uh, he's Shawn Michaels 2.0. He looks, like, in terms of looks, not in reach skills or level of career. Adam Cole's like 28. So we don't know what he's going to turn into. But the look, immediately you look at him, smaller guy, long hair, the charisma, you, he exudes that same kind of confidence Shawn did. Having Shawn at the Performance Center can't hurt either. So I... Mm. I you know what? Forget it. Hyperbole ain't dead. You're right, B. Yeah, like, it, it is what it is. Like, I, I really like Adam Cole. I think he goes over. Aleister Black is a superstar. So how long you can keep him in NXT, I don't know. With Taker gone, with all of that, I, I don't know how you don't send this guy main roster whenever the next draft is. Or the superstar shakeup, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Raw after Mania. It, it's hard to keep this guy down at this point. Oh, it, it, that's... I'll, I'm going to say the... um. The shakeup should happen sometime between uh, May and June. That's so not bad. right they, before Money in the Bank. Then, so I think Alistair Black might have his, like you know a good little program going into SummerSlam to you know so let him know that hey, what's up? I'm here. I don't know what show he will go on, but it's about that time. It seems like he's more. Uh, well, I guess the entrance would be Raw-ish, but SmackDown doesn't have a character like that. Raw has Wyatt, 
and and Woken Matt. So I think SmackDown could use a nice little character, like a gloomy, creepy guy. But then how many yeah. good indie people are you just going to stack on SmackDown? Now, eventually got to put those indie guys on Raw. I mean, granted, you know, it's still WWE at the end of the day. I mean, there's certain, you know, lenses towards storyline and in-ring in-ring workers. But mind you, both shows are live now. So it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. Because remember back in the day, like... Raw was clearly the A show. Was taped? Yeah, yeah. Because back then the taping made it the B show. So you're right. No, but now... Uh... Now, yeah, it's it's to the point, though, that if they do bring the Aleister Black up, the, the real workers up and always keep putting them on SmackDown, um, you know, outside of Finn, who may move to SmackDown. Um, if you keep putting the, the middle weight guys, not 205, but not the Braun Strowmans and Brock Lesnar's of the world on yeah, SmackDown, it's a whole different weight class. Now you just separate your entire, your entire company by weight classes. Now you say if you're 230 yeah, and up, you're on nah. Raw. If you're 230 between 205, you're on SmackDown. If you're 205 and under, your ass is on 205 Live. That's the hor- That's the worst thing you can do is create that separation. So they got to start mixing I mean, it up and let people talk. So, yeah. This is true. He's going to work wherever he goes, though. Um, he'll lose this match, but, man, he, that guy has a future. Um, main event, Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega. Uh, versus Johnny Gargano. I'm picking Cien Almas to win. And I'm doing so by shenanigans. Not by Zelina Vega though. I think we see the return of Tommaso Ciampa. And we see Ciampa versus Gargano. NXT Mania Weekend. Um, I'm not sure if it's the headliner. But it, it's definitely going to be billed as one of the biggest matches. And I think Ciampa comes back and costs Gargano this title. For com- just to be a complete contrarian, I'm going Gargano. Not mad at that. Johnny Wrestling's legit. And I need a cop one of those shirts. The merch is real. Bro, bro. I'm, I'm not mad at that. Johnny, you know. But once again, San Almas only getting one title win, no defenses. That always rubs me the wrong way. They've done it for the last five pay-per-views, I guess. Is what Andreas said. So I wouldn't be surprised. But sooner or later, somebody got to hold the strap for a second. Yeah, yeah but... Again, I, I'm always looking for WWE to disappoint me until they don't. You know, because I didn't think Styles would get the belt off off Ginger before the, the year was over. And you know, again, I'm looking for WWE to disappoint me or to agitate me until they don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Even though I have I have belief in the H, I have belief in NXT that they'll always do right. Um, but you know what? There's there's still a little McMahon in them, so so you never know. You never know how that's going to go. But that's pretty much the NXT card. You know what? Before you get out of here, though, Ariel, more yes, yes. combat sports. We got boxing, oh. UFC. Obviously, I want to know what you thought of UFC 220. I'm assuming you watched it this past week. Oh, yes, I did. I was with my girlfriend at the Buffalo Wild Wings. It was lit. That's what's up. I, I go to Miller's Arrow House because so I'm not buying that card. But you know what? It's free. I get drunk, I get drunk a little bit. It, it's a dope night. Um Let's go main event, co-main event. What do you think about Daniel Cormier just wrecking Volcan Ozdemir? I can't even front the first 45 seconds. I could not breathe. Something like, Daniel, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, are you standing with this man? Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, once he took him down, I'm like, yep, that's the one. Dan is the man. 
hit you with the yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I'm doing the dance as, I, as I'm saying that. <laughs> no, on the real, um, anyone that's not John Jones and Cormier can beat them. I'm at that point. Uh, I think he gives Stipe a run for his money. Uh, uh, I think Stipe might tax that man, but if that fight were to happen in Boston, Jersey, or if I got some money on my W-2s, I might fly to Vegas for that one. Listen, we get that in Vegas. You, yeah, come out. We chill it. We're in there. Yo, meet, Shakes, a, yo, meet us at the Shake Shack. Shack. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is. Uh, Stipe, talking about him, held the belt 25 minutes. And at this point, we saw Francis Ngannou tax himself. Went all out for the first minute and a half and had nothing left. Yo, man, first Ngannou went, you know, full KO Ken times 10 for those first three minutes. And then... Had nothing left, and that broke my goddamn heart. <laughs> I wanted to see Ngannou versus Brock so bad this summer. And which, you, know you know what? what? I still want to see it. I don't care if it's for a belt or not. I still want to see that fight. No, nah, look, Francis, I, I have no idea how he's getting so much love. I didn't think he would, like, you know, a foreign African French speaker. I don't know what, um, I think, I don't know what Cameroonian is. I think the national language is French. Maybe I'm probably dead wrong. It's you know, more than no more than me. It's, it can't be far off. And he lived in France, so I'm sure he speaks it. it he, English, I'm sure, is his third language. And like my, it's so weird. Like my girlfriend loves him. The the guys in the gym love him. Like like half of Boston was rooting for him. But you know, weirdly enough, I was there at the weigh-ins. Yo, the Croatian constituents. Look, I'm from Boston. I don't know who's Croatian at all, but they out there for Stipe. I was like, okay. <laughs> Showed up. Shocked the hell out of me, but still, those full 25 minutes, that wrestling, I'm like, damn, Steve really the baddest motherfucker alive right now. Yo, he really is. Because he's the most well rounded. Um, we'll see, you know, if he fights yep. Kane, if he fights Kane at sea level or above, it might it might be it might be dope. Um, Not, you know, I mean Vegas is above sea level, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, as long as this shit's not in Mexico City. I say, well, oh, I, hell nah. no Mexico hell City, nah. no Denver, nothing bananas like that. And I think we see 100% of Kane um, and we, we see what Stipe has for him. Because Stipe's wrestling is good. I, no one's wrestling is Kane's level. DC, um, DC is good. I'm DC not... is up there. But, yo, it's like it, Kane's not a takedown machine. He just will maul dudes with an underhook and just start Clubbing them with the freehand over and over and over again. That's DC's game, right? That's that's Khabib's game. Yep. That's that whole gym. Straight facts. Usman, whoever, you name whoever you want. If you're a wrestler in that gym, you have the mean, dirty boxing. You got the, the underhook, just clench game. And you got the, yep. I'm going to take you down, and I don't even need full mount. I'll be in side control and just wear your ass out. In a course of bevy of injuries. That's, can't forget that. The injuries nope. come with the come territory. Come the package. That's, you know, you get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that. That's just how they work at the gym. So, uh, no, that's crazy. I can't wait to see what, you know, the summer holds. Can't wait to see all the other fights. Thank you for hopping on real quick, especially short Oh, hold notice. on, hold on. Um, one more uh, note about um, UFC uh, 220. I actually trained with two of those guys that were on the main car with uh, Rob Fawn and uh, Calvin Cater. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, just, just give you a little bit of background about myself. I'm also a... Uh, Jiu-Jitsu Blue Belt, uh, you know, I did some Muay Thai for years. And so Calvin, no BS, was teaching me, you know, just how to punch into takedowns. I'm like, yo, this guy is a goddamn magician. And 
Rob Font got hands for real. Yo, like, what you I see in the he put it on Thomas Almeida in the gym. Oh my god, it's amazing. Don't sleep, Boston got some goddamn talent. I can't wait. And the crowd was was dope that night. I, I think Boston would definitely see a fair share uh, of cards coming up. You know, New York gets two every year. I think Boston might get one. Dude, we, I mean, we, we're getting one every other year. I mean, I was there for McGregor's U.S. debut, and then we were shut out again for another two years, and he came back with the Seaver fight. And then, yeah, so it's been about two years since two he has years, Boston yeah, card. Nah, it got to go, like, at least once a year. Even if it's uh, UFC on Fox would be dope there. Like you said, there's talent there, grown talent from Boston. Yep, there's no reason these guys can't be showcased there. 100% agreement. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what's in store. Drop your social media handles. Tell everybody where to find you. Oh, my social media has If you uh, want to see what the hell I look like, it's um, Instagram, T-K-R-E-L-Z. If you want to know what the hell I'd be talking about, it's Twitter at T-K-R-E-L-Z. Tall Kid Rells. Tall Kid Rells. T-K Rells. That's how, that's how it's stylized. But yeah, that's what it stands for. All right, Rells. Listen, man. I can't wait. You got to come out to Vegas. We got to hit up the Shake Shack. Thanks for joining me. I am all me. for it. I'm going to finish out this podcast. I'll link you on Twitter and everything else. Thank you, sir. Oh, you've been you've been way too kind, way too friendly, way too awesome. No miss. And again, <laughs> I cannot wait. All right. It was great to have Ariel on. Shout out to Jamarcus and Eric, too. Great segments. Great call-ins on the random, on the fly. Uh, yeah, I don't care about Andreas. I do what I want on this podcast. He can't stop me. He's all the way at some Sundance Festival. Watch your movies, old man. This is podcast life. I do what I want. Uh, until next week when he calls me crazy for some of my hot takes. But we'll worry about that then. Uh, before we get out of here, though, you know, we already touched on a little bit of UFC. Uh, we talked about, you know, Rob Font upsetting Thomas Almeida a little bit. That was my hell of a fight. Almeida, UFC prospect. Looks like it's the curse of Dana White, right? Whoever he puts his stamp on is falling. And... Almeida's the latest guy on that. Another guy we talked about, Nganu. He got that cosign, and it was a wrap for him. Uh, but back to the drawing board, a little bit of cardio. He's been coming in heavier and heavier for each fight. It'd be nice to see him slim back down to his normal size. I know the power was great, and he was just getting comfortable in the heavyweight division. But he seemed a little more fluid when he was a little smaller. Uh, if you go back and you watch some of his earlier fights in the UFC, he looked a little bit more trim, less bulky, less muscle mass. And that might help him get through these fights a little bit better. Uh, Cormier, listen, man, what we say last week, it wasn't going to be close. It was going to be an assault by Cormier, and it, he ended it in two rounds. Made it look easy. He bullies people. And we'll see if John Jones, Dana White said John Jones, he expects to fight again in 2018, meaning he expects him to beat this case. Uh, John Jones is a cheater, but he's a great cheater, and he's the best ever. So Cormier has one blemish on his record. Let's see if John Jones can actually come into a fight clean. You know, no, no booger sugar, none of the 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 white horse, none of that. Um, no, no juice, nothing, no dick pills that he as he would say, none of that stuff. Coming completely clean, him versus Cormier. Let's see who's the better man. I still think it's John Jones, but Cormier deserves another shot. If he only has three fights left, even if it's a loss to to John Jones, he has to take the chance. Because if he beats him, if he beats the greatest ever, it cements it in his legacy. And those first two fights are chalked up to a man who was cheated if he wins the third. 
in his eyes it won't be, but to the eyes of fans and observers and in the long holes of history, I think that's what people say. So he has to take that shot again. For Stipe, Cade Velasquez, that's what's next, right? Who else? He's run through everyone else in the top five. Let them figure that out. We'll see if Derek Lewis can become a contender. But he has cardio problems as well. 25 minutes is a lot for the Black Beast. Um, but outside of him, there's no new blood in the division. So wait for Cain Velasquez. Let him get healthy. Make that fight happen. And I, I want to see who the baddest man on the planet is. Who's the best UFC heavyweight of all time. And at this point, it's between those two. And I know Brock Lesnar's name is mentioned. I don't want to see Brock versus Stipe. That's a horribly awkward fight. I would still like to see Brock versus Francis. And I think that's their biggest money earner in the heavyweight division. Uh, if you put those two together to see if Brock can ground him, similar to Stipe, and wear him down. Or if Ngannou knocks him the hell out. So even without a belt, I, I like that fight a lot. So if you put both heavyweight fights on the same card, Kane versus Stipe, Brock versus Ngannou, that's a moneymaker. And uh, you got to pay Brock a shit ton of money as a co-main. And I know Andres will be like, damn it, Kel, Brock's not a co-main. Listen, it is what it is. Brock's going to get paid what Brock's going to get paid. Main or co-main. Three-round fight. Make sure Brock doesn't have to go the full five. At this point in his life, I don't think he wants to. And you give him a good, safe three-rounder. A safe you can be against a guy like Ngannou. And you have him blow the doors off of it. And at the same time, your heavyweight champion gets a little bit more money. Because he's on a card with actual pay-per-view buys and good PBV points. And you hope to build one of those into a star. If Ngannou wins, he runs it back against the winner of Stipe and Kane. Win, 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 win. All the way around. Brock gets paid. And Ganu can reestablish his stardom. Kane and Stipe find out who the baddest man on the planet is. And you set up your next pay-per-view. Maybe with a couple of added fans. With the eyes Brock Lesnar brings in. And shits and giggles. Throw CM Punk on the card. Might as well. They got catch up to do. I am a huge fan of stacking these cards. Andreas thinks I'm crazy. They'll sell separate cards. Why put them all on there together? So what? I'm on here by myself today. I can say what I want. Put them all on the same card, stack it, blow the doors off of it, have a pay-per-view that tops $1 million and, and reset the bar. Because I'm not sure, outside of a Conor McGregor fight, if WME has tasted that $1 million buys limit yet. I don't think they have. And for people to stop saying they bought a lemon, how about they top the $1 million first, stack card or no stack card, and then worry about other stuff. So... I think that's a good way to go, and it's only two part-timers, which helps as well. So it's not like you're killing the rest of your roster. Brock is a part-timer. CM Punk is a part-timer. You make them earn you money, and you're not setting back divisions. So that'll be fine. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Bellator 193 was great. Roy McDonald, my pick for fighter of the year in 2018, took the first step to making me look right, captured the Bellator welterweight title. And next up, I think he goes for the middleweight title after his face heals. He rocked the, the, the red crown again for the Red King. Uh, he's always bleeding. His leg looked horrible. He said it's just a hematoma. It's not broken. But that was ugly from leg kicks. Still won the fight. Wrestling showed through. Uh, he looked like GSP's protege. He, lo he looked like someone who trained at TriStar. Stand-up was good enough. The wrestling was great when he got down. And he captured the belt. So before he defends it, I like to see him go for the middleweight title, be a two-weight champ and a two-weight title defender, which is something uh, we've seen David Branch do it before in a World Series of Fighting. 
We haven't seen it in Bellator in a second. Uh, Conor McGregor is a two-division champion, but doesn't defend both belts. So I think that's something Rory could do in a promotion like Bellator. The other thing with Bellator, Chael Sonnen versus Rampage, that shit was a joke. If you haven't seen it, don't worry about it. You don't got to watch it. Chael Sonnen, who looked like he was 200 pounds soaking wet, uh, grounded Rampage and beat him with wrestling. Rampage looked like he was about 265, 270. He, was, he looked like he just ran out, got a combo from the cookout with a, with a nice shake, came back, and then fought the match. Uh, he had a couple of good strikes. This heavyweight tournament is what I thought it was. It's going to be a shit show. And there's probably two legit heavyweights on the entire thing. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Chael Sonnen won this whole shit because it's Bellator. I, I'm not surprised by anything they do at this point. Great cards always headlined by something that's ridiculous. And this fight was ridiculous. Uh, other thing out of that card, Pico looked amazing. Prospect, um, one of the best wrestlers in the world, the young kid, lost his first fight with Bellator. It was shocking. Got stopped early. Needed that. Needed to kind of humble himself, learn, not to rush in, to take his time. He's looked great since then. Stopped the guy with a kidney shot. And that's the power. That's the range, the diversity. He's not just a wrestler. Those wrestling skills are going to come through. Um, he's a, you know, all these wrestling guys, I've said it and I've, I've been weird about it. Like, man, I don't want to see wrestlers just abandon the wrestling. Guys who are Olympic caliber, guys who are national champions, fall in love with the hands and forget to take people to the mat. We've seen it in the UFC. We've seen it in MMA. This new breed, they're sharpening their skills and I understand. Andreas, you know, made it a point. Other people on the podcast, Ryan McKittle, um, Danny Acosta, everyone, friends of the podcast say, you know what? They're sharpening their skills. This is when they do it. You don't want to sharpen your striking when you are, you know, in the number one contenders fight or you rank three in the world or two in the world. That's not the time to try out stuff with your hands. The wrestling will always be there. This is where you sharpen your hands. This is where you sharpen your skills. And all of these guys are doing it. So it was cool to see Pico throw their hands a little bit. Uh, in his fights, when they get tougher, I want to see the wrestling. I don't want to see just fall in love. Don't be big rig. Uh, Dan Henderson is the man, but don't be Hendo. Don't just rely on that one power punch. Make sure you know where you came from. And uh, I like that. But Pico looked great this weekend. And that's pretty much MMA. We had Spence versus Peterson in boxing. Showtime announced a big lineup today. Uh, there's spring lineup. We had uh, Showtime Sean Porter on there. Adrian the Truth Broner's fighting. They set up fights for Keith Wonton Thurman, even though he's still running from Errol Spence. Um, who else was announced today? Deontay Wilder taking a tough fight, I believe, against Ortiz. That's setting up a huge fight later in the year. Sooner or later, uh, him and Anthony Joshua got to get it in. It, it, collision course to each other. So Showtime has a nice little lineup going. Thanks to Al Heyman. Thanks to all his guys. They're, they're, some things are in the works. We'll see what Danny Garcia has planned next. And stuff is moving in that division. Uh, you know, on that side of boxing. And not too much are holding them up. I still need to see Errol Spence, who dominated uh, Peterson this past weekend. And Peterson is a tough dude. He held in there as long as he could. Too much volume, too much skill, too much power. Lamont Peterson had to... His corner just had no moss, man. He, he couldn't do it anymore. The ref had to stop it. Smart stoppage. He was just going to take a beating for another five rounds. No need to do that. And now Errol Spence is looking like, um, who wants these hands? As Braun Strowman would say. Who's going to catch these hands? 
And Keith Thurman wants none of that. I think he fights Danny Garcia before Keith Thurman. And that's a change of heart even from a couple of shows ago. Andres was clear and he was like, you know what? This is not happening in 2018, 2019, 2019, 2019. I said, oh man, you crazy. You know what? He might be right. Keith Thurman doesn't want this. Doesn't want these hands. Danny Garcia came out with a ludicrous quote that said, Keith Thurman and Errol Spence have to fight for the right to fight me. My man, you're not even a champion. What are you talking about? No one has to fight each other. You're not the big man on the mountain. So Danny Garcia is losing it. I don't know if he said that or his father. The quote said Garcia. I will hope his father came out and said that, not him. Um, Mikey Garcia wants a little bit of Errol Spence. And that'd be moving up in a weight class for a tough test. So we'll see what Errol Spence has next. And this could be a big summer for him. He just has to stay active. Good fight, though. Good showcase this weekend. And boxing seems to be you know, heating up again. Just like we saw last year. It started around this time. Good fight after good fight after good fight. This time, it seems like more setup matches to start the year, but they should also be good. Wilder fight should be good. And then we're, it looks like almost all but done for that Canelo Triple G rematch in May. So boxing is still on that upward swing. UFC has to get it in order. I think when Conor comes back, everything falls into place. But until then, they have to build new stars, have to find a way to sell pay-per-views and keep the momentum going. That's it. Let me look through. Look through. That's everything. That's everything. It's been a long show. Thanks, everyone who joined me today. Once again, Jamarcus, Eric, uh, Rels, everybody who joined me. Thank you, guys. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Tell him a good job on this podcast. Next week, old man Andreas will be back. He'll give his opinion on everything. We'll recap a crazy week in pro wrestling, specifically the WWE. And... Talk a little bit about the upcoming fights in the UFC and in boxing. Bring a little bit back to the table. We'll talk about his experience, the movies he saw and reviewed at the film festival this week. We'll also talk about the awards, Oscars coming up. A lot of stuff to still cover in the realm. And let's hope uh, no more controversy. No more crazy Enzo nonsense. Let's just have a calm week outside of combat sports. Fair? Fair enough. But for now, I'm Kel Dansby. Follow me on Twitter at Kel Dansby, all social platforms, actually, Instagram, Twitter. I don't use Snapchat, but the hell with it. If you guys want to follow me, it's just sitting there idle. I don't do that. Make sure you follow our YouTube uh, for the show and all social media platforms at the corner LSN. That is fun to do. Make sure you engage with us. You never know when I'm just hop on and be like, yo, you want to be on the show? Hit me up. Make sure you guys stay in tune. Thank you to the Corner Club for helping me out today and making sure... You know, I'm not the only voice heard on this week's episode. It was very fun. Until next week, I'm out. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Everybody.